Trying to get that ten day. Nah, man, nice I'm done, there. man. I'm done. I'm just channel. <laughs> I'm just channeling you. I'm trying to be <laughs> like you right now. Listen, I wrote, I wrote, I once wrote fifteen hundred words on this guy, and I said loose handles, and he ain't talked to me for a month. <laughs> Well, no, I did. I did. I did talk to him. No, was, you talked to me to let me know I, you're not <laughs> talking to me for a month. <laughs> Welcome to the weekly run, and with that, we're on. <laughs> we're back, and we're here with uh, Utah Jazz. Point guard, Dante Exum. How you doing, Dante? I'm good. I'm feeling good. We appreciate you coming on with us. Um, yeah, and uh, as with Derek Favors, we appreciate the Jazz uh, for this opportunity, and we appreciate you uh, for 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 letting this happen. And um, one sign that you are available to the media is that you are healthy and you are back because if you were not healthy and you were not back then you would not be available to the media. <laughs> no, so no, how does it feel to finally be back get a couple games under your belt, you know, it, get a sweat? It feels good. Um, you know, just all those months of grinding uh, you know, finally coming to an end, you know, it's um, you know, and like my ACL injury and I didn't get to play in in games once I got back from that. So, you know, I'm just, you know, glad and fortunate enough that I'm able to, you know, get on the back end of this season. I, I got to say, there was a run for a while when just videos of you doing pregame warm-ups with Lamar was like the most popular thing I could possibly tweet. It just seemed like the anticipation was so high. Um, what kind of feeling did you get from fans on coming back and how how'd you feel you were received the other night? Yeah, um, you know, like it was, you know, I don't post much on social media. I'm not too much on social media, but, you know, from what my family sends to me and, you know, what the comments that, you know, I do read, you know, everyone's, you know, were, it was all about can't wait to have you back, you know, just to join the team. Um, you know, even though we were playing well and we were winning, they were, you know, still excited to have me back. Um, and then, you know, just, I, I said this, you know, to everybody when I was my first game. I was going to be cool, um, calm, collective, you know, but once I stepped on that court, I knew the fans were just going to, you know, start screaming and and yelling and cheering. And, you know, that's when it kind of hit me. It's like, all right, cool, I'm back. And um, But, no, just the reception that I received from them, and, you know, it was, it was great. And, um, you know, even like last night when I went on, uh, the night before when I went on, you know, it was the same reception. So it's – um. You know, it's got to be cool to to follow you. But I mean, this was a season where, you know, I think that you were going to have a really major role uh, on this team. And you've been working with Barron. Um, you've been out in L.A. You've been hooping with, with Braun out in UCLA in those runs. Um, you know, and then, boom, third preseason game. Obviously, that happens. What was – was there – like, how, did, how were you able to keep um, – a positive outlook uh, on this because I mean I, I gotta think it, it had to be really difficult for you at times yeah um, you know as you said this whole summer was just about playing you know I was at UCLA Monday through Friday playing against NBA guys like every day and you know I, th that was the way I thought 
and I did get better this summer. Um, and then, you know, coming to training camp, you know, I made sure I was the fittest guy there and, you know, I could outrun everyone. And that, that, that was kind of the mindset I had coming this season that I needed to, you know, just outwork everybody. And then just to go down, you know, like that in the way it happened, it, you know, it kind of, it, it does hit you a bit. And, you know, definitely that, that first, like, I, I remember like, you know, going back into that locker room, that's why, I, um, you know, a lot of the people, you know, were confused what happened when I got injured, you know, I ran back because I was in like shock, you know, I just, I couldn't like handle what was happening at the time and I needed to get, just just run and get out of the, um, you know, where everyone could see me. And then, you know, once I was in the back, you know, those first, that first 20, 30 minutes was, you know, it was tough, um, you know, just to kind of handle and deal with it. And, you know, obviously going going through an injury like that before, but then, you know, it was like, all right, you know, it was the next thing. You know, I thought uh, I'd, like, dislocated my shoulder at first. So I was like, all right. I said to to the trainer, I was like, all right, let's pop it back into place. Like, you know, like, like what's the next step? Let's do it. Let's do it. And so it was just kind of that mindset. You know, I had my 30 minutes to, you know, get it out. But after that, it was like, okay, you know, what's the next step? Like, how are we going to get back? And what's the best way to do it? And I think that's why we waited so long on kind of the, the surgery, just because it was like, you know, we, we wanted to do the best, you know, option possible. We wanted to exhaust every option. And, you know, I flew into Denver for literally an hour and met with a surgeon and then flew back. Like, you know, it was just every option possible just to see what was the best. When you, I mean, talk to me about uh, how much Baron helped you and, like, who were in those runs? I mean, those, like, that's got to be great, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Getting up, those runs at UCLA were legendary. I mean, Magic mm -hmm. used to hoop in those runs. And, and to be out there, I, I know Bron came out there and hooped mm -hmm. a couple times. I mean, I saw some of the some of the clips on YouTube. What were those runs like and just, you know, just from a competition standpoint and, and how much did Barron help you? Yeah, I think, you know, you know, Barron was big just in the way that, you know, it wasn't like he was just trying to coach me, you know. You know, I think any player could come out and be like, do this, do that do this but you know it was I was I was hooping with Baron and like that was the thing it was like he would come over and be like hey like you know that's your time you should have gone and it was like he would help me and you know make sure I got the ball and you know because it was it was like that you know I'm playing against all these NBA guys and I'm coming in there and you know I had to being a point guard I was like you know just try and pass it play around but no nah, he was like you know you know go get yours and and stuff like that so but then, you know, just to, you know, go out on those runs and it was just NBA guys every day. I think, you know, we had you know, Dallas, um, you know, brought most of their team out. Clippers were there. Um, Houston were there. Uh, OKC, you know, just uh, like so many players and then just like individual players were just coming in every day. And just I think to be able to play on the same team as different NBA guys and see how they played and how they, you know, where they won the ball. And, you know, it's just so many things. Uh, yeah, 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 I guess I... That's kind of one thing I would ask you about because uh, confidence is such a huge thing and obviously you've been in the league for a number of years, but do, do you feel like something about those runs just kind of clicked into place in in this mentality that I belong, I, I, I deserve to be here? Yeah, um, you know, you know I've, I've never doubted that I, I, I belonged here. Um, you know, it's something, you know, um, I've always prided myself on um, and tried to work hard to, you know, stay here. But yeah, definitely in those runs, it was, you know, you know, you're always like on the court thinking, oh, I should pass because it's him, or you know. But it was just like, no, like you know, I I I need to take a shot here and there, you know. I need to, you know, that's how I'm going to get better.
and that's kind of the mindset of that I've taken. Did you um? Did you? How much uh, of your father's career at North Carolina did you see? Did I see? Well, I, none of it actually. Yeah, see, <laughs> none yeah. of it actually. My no. bad. You know, I don't want to date myself, but like, like, I mean, obviously, I mean, your your pops hoop with Jordan, mm-hmm. you know, and and that's got to be, you know, just a, a great pedigree. I mean, how much you, how much you take away from that? Did you ever meet Jordan? You know, yeah, you know? actually, it's funny. The first time I met him was this year in Charlotte. Oh, okay. And it was like, uh, did you ever say, "Yo, I'm Cecil Exum's son"? No, no, like, I, yeah, but like, I didn't even meet him there. It was I was going to the bus, um, and he was in his car, and he said, "Young Exum," <laughs> and, and called me up, and I, I didn't know who was who it was at first because um, he was in the car, and then obviously, but um, yeah, no, I think he he's communicated with my dad and um, a bit, you know, since I got drafted and stuff. Um, yeah, no, my dad's, you know, said a lot of stories of just, you know, the way they were at practice and, you know, um, you know the competitions they had and just the competitive competitiveness of, you know, of him. So, is there a, is there a story you can tell us about Jordan or are they all, is there, is there one practice story you can tell us about Jordan? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's, 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 Hot it's, seat. it's, it's, it's my dad, you know, he, it's obviously going to be one-sided, so I haven't heard the side of Jordan, but, you know, my dad would always talk a big game. <laughs> it wasn't like, wait a minute, it wasn't like LeVar and Jordan, right? Like, no, 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 it's <laughs> nothing like that, but no, my dad, no, my dad just always talked about it, um, you know, during practices, yeah. you know, if they would play, you know, one-on-one, you know, he was. Do you grasp how, how good that team was? Like, let's see, it was Jordan, Jordan, your dad, um, Brad Doherty. Sam Perkins, mm-hmm. James Worthy, Kent, I think Kenny Smith might have been on that team. Yeah. I mean, like, all of that stuff. I mean, like, I mean, I know that the NBA and, like, the retired players, I mean, and, and the players that are active, I mean, it's one big fraternity. So when you come across any of those guys, do they ever tell you that stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I met uh, uh, Ke- Ke- uh, Kenny Smith, um, you know. Um, my dad was good friends with him, um, and then you know James Worthy. You know he's always been around the Lakers, so um, whenever I'm in town, you know he always says um, you know hello and to to say hi to his dad, so uh, to my dad. So, I, I'd imagine. So how much how much did you visit visit the states growing up? Did you visit a lot or? No, um, I only visited I think twice before I come and did the Nike Hoop Summit. I I'd, I'd only been there twice and. And that was, you know, the first time was meeting family for the first time, really, um, in, in North Carolina and then over Christmas. And then the next time I actually came out and did a, a, a UCLA basketball camp, um, a summer camp for, for about a week. Yeah, so, you know, that was interesting. You're a cousin of Josh Eustace, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I, I can't remember that. We are breaking news on this podcast. <laughs> okay, we are breaking news on this podcast. Dante Exum and Josh Eustace of the Oklahoma City Thunder are fourth cousins or third it's, cousins? Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's something I can't remember. But I remember when, when he got drafted, some story came out in North Carolina <laughs> saying that we were related. And, um, but, yeah, and then, you know, I've obviously um, – when uh, over the years when that we come and played them, you know, I've gotten to know him a bit. And he was in actually playing in uh, hooping in UCLA as well. Um, so you guys have got to know each other. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's got to be good to see him actually becoming a three and D guy this year. Like being kind of first time in his career that he's 
a part of um a, a part of the the, the playing rotation yeah they're they're playing really well yeah yeah of course you know because uh, the first couple of years obviously he was um i think a, a bit of you know d league and up and back but then wasn't playing or getting on at the you know kind of his last couple of minutes but um you know it's you know it's good to see that you know he's grinded stuck to it now is you know he's playing like you know you look out there and he's you know getting minutes you know it, it's kind of interesting looking back on when you were in the draft process no nobody really knew what to expect from you i mean there was basically that nike hoop summit and everyone was kind of basing off of what they thought the player they thought you'd be off of that what was that like to kind of I, I mean, I think people knew who you were, but they didn't really know how you played. Did what did teams ask you in terms of that? Yeah, um, yeah, it was a, it was a kind of weird process. You know, obviously it's um, controlled a lot by you know the agent and you know what um, they want you to show and see. But um, you know, going through the process, it was you know it was weird because I, you know, I've been from Australia. It was always like just play, like you know. And, you know, it was always, it was just a strategic thing that we tried to do. And, um, but going through it, like, I, like, I don't regret any of it. And, um, you know, I had my bad workouts, you know, some, some, some we got Zach here that can <laughs> confirm that. I, um, but, you know, I had, you know, great workouts too. Um, and, you know, I, I yeah, I, I don't regret any of it and, you know, how we went about it. And, you know, I've ended up in a, a great spot in Utah and you know, I've loved it here ever since. Did Coach Cream when you uh announced that you were going pro did Coach Cream call you and just cry? Uh no, I didn't cry. <laughs> no, I, I think, you know, it got to a point where he, I think Cuz you were going to go to Indiana, right? Um yeah, well, yeah. I don't know. That was the place I'd visited. Um and you know, it sparked much interest and um I was going to if that was the route I was going to take. I would have taken my other visits, so I don't know how it would have gone. But you know, I, I loved what they were doing there, and you know, the path that they were uh, they were going down, um, and then just the um, kind of the college town feel and vibe. Um, but yeah, like funny story about that is I actually flew over for just like it wasn't it was less than seventy two hours to do that visit. I kind of just squeezed it in. I was still in school, and. Um, I was falling falling asleep with to Tom uh, Tom Crean trying to w watch some film on me. Um, so, you know, I, I left a good impression, I could say. <laughs> so if you had gone to Indiana and Donovan had gone to Louisville, I mean, you guys would have been like arch enemies, which would have been, which would have been fun. Um, but it was, I think one thing that all jazz fans were really just so impressed with was how you guys meshed on the floor you know, during that summer league. And, you know, it, it, so everybody wants to know if you can guys can get that chemistry back. Yeah, for sure. I definitely think, I mean, obviously I can't see into the future, but, you know, I see with the the whole team, you know, not just me and Donovan, that, um, you know, we've, everyone's got a connection, I think. And it's not even just about having a connection and being close, but I think the, the personalities match between everybody, just, you know, the, the willingness to win and, share the ball and finding the best option. I know, like, watching this season, there's so many times I've seen the, the end of the bench, like, saying a guy should have shot it, and we just keep overpassing the ball. But, you know, that's just the the type of team we are. And I think it's, you know, once you kind of, kind of we've established ourselves like that, and, you know, it's only going to get better, and, you know, we're going to find the best shot every time. I think it was interesting to see how early that chemistry seemed to develop, because even when you guys were in Summer League, 
and Donovan was had only been on the Jazz for like ten days or whatever, it really seemed like there was an easy chemistry between you two. How did that develop? Yeah, uh, like I said, you know, you just like um, obviously I'm I'm pass first. You know, I like to get the best option, and you know he is too. Um, and you know, just that that wanting to win. You know, it kind of feed you feed off each other. Um, and I think that's what kind of happened in summer league, and you know we just, you know, you just you felt it. You felt that we wanted to, we, we wanted to win, and we wanted to be better. Everyone talks about well, Donovan himself likes to talk about how he didn't see what his rookie season has become coming. Did you, did you see it coming though? Did you have a feeling he could be um, just really good right away? Uh, no, I, I obviously I felt you know in summer league because he was he was good. Um, not like this. This is this, it's been. I don't crazy. think anybody expected that. Yeah, you know he he's been great. He's been killing. It. And I mean, even like you know uh, playing against uh, Sacramento, I looked up and I was like, man, he has twenty six or twenty eight. And it, it's it's not like he's going out just like you know um, shooting bad shots and making some. Like you know, it's a team game, and you know that's I think what we're about. And you know, he, he just finds himself in the offense and you know is able to hit and you know I think that's what's important about it when um you you sponsor XML League what's that mean to you to be able to get out into the community and do something like that obviously you know it's a really good AAU team I mean they got a lot of great great yeah. players on that team man I went to go practice with them one time I was like yeah they're good they're high school <laughs> I said these I mean they got, like, I was right like, now they got like they got like three top 50 kids Coming for the for for next year right now. I swear, you know, I was like standing with them. I took a photo with them, and there was like out of two of the age groups, I think it was the top two age groups. I was like the third smallest. Like, yeah, they're all big. Like, well, yeah, well you who with Yoli, right? Uh, Childs plays at BYU now. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And like, I mean, like Yoli and. I don't know if you were if you had started there when Frank was there. No, I was the the year after Frank. Yeah. The year after Frank. I mean, but they've got like a whole bunch of kids coming out. What made you want to put your name on that? And obviously, there's you know there's stuff like that all over the country. Yeah. You know, you know CP3's team is really good, for example. But you know, how, what does it mean for you to to be in in the AAU world? And I think the difference is. You're basically like two years older than all of those guys. I know. Yeah, I've I've always said it. Like I've, like I, I think you know I've always wanted to really do stuff back in Australia. But you know I've said to my dad, you know I want to kind of get away from that that age because I'm not that much older than them. Um, even though I, still a lot of the, the people in Australia look up to me. Um, you know I still kind of want to you know be a bit older, a bit more wiser. Um, in that sense. Um. But you know, I didn't. I wasn't even looking um, to kind of do. I always wanted to kind of do AAU or even try and get an Australian team over for AAU. But then um, um, my agent bought. They, they were looking for someone to kind of sponsor them, and you know, I thought it was just a, a great opportunity to give back to the kids. You know, I, some of the stuff that they said they were doing to fundraise, just to go be able to go and if I could able to take that stress off them, just to you know help them get to tournaments and just you know worry about playing. Like I hated. I had to do fundraising. I was selling chocolates at my local basketball stadium, trying to fundraise for uh, you know me to go on trips, and um, you know that's just what the all the teams did um, in Australia. And you know it, if I was able to take that stress off them and let them just play um, and focus on you know um, the basketball side of things, you know then you know I was willing to help. 
I, I do have a question about uh, your Australian teammate, Joe. Is is he a bigger support system or is he like a bigger pain in the butt? Because like, it just seems <laughs> like he knows how to make fun of everyone on the team. He knows how to push like all the right buttons on everyone. Is it? Do you find yourself being like, man, I'm really glad Joe is here or or, or sometimes you're like, man, Joe's here. Yeah, it's a it's a mixture of both. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Joe's a anyone who knows Joe, he's a he's a good guy. I think, and this is for all jazz fans out there that's been to any uh, appearance that I've been with Joe. He just takes the fun out of me every single time, and they love it. They love it. Um, and I think he just knows the kind of the right mixture of you know having fun and you know when to be serious. Um, you know during the games, you know you get a different side of Joe. Um, you know all about winning and you know what's the the best thing for the team but you know obviously we, you know when we get the chance he's you know taking the first chance to you know go at Rudy definitely or uh you know anybody on the team uh, anybody got any issues with uh Donovan being a rookie and being the the, the basically the de facto team t DJ the DJ yeah because I mean well, oh. the music that's in the locker room I mean that's Donovan uh, yeah. And he was playing Nelly. Yeah, I mean, I mean uh, yeah, a lot of the guys have. I know, I know, some of the, some of the guys don't like the music that they play, and I mean, I I really don't care. I, I, my spectrum in music is you know, uh, anywhere. I could I could listen to country if it's good. Um, but yeah, no, it's kind of like he's rookie duties. You know, we still got to kind of get him on a major rookie prank just to, you know, bring him back down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, unfortunately, Dante, you got somewhere to be. Um, so we do have to cut this a little shorter than we hoped. Uh, but, um, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Do you have any par parting thoughts? De last time I asked Derek this, Derek just said no. So <laughs> do you have anything more than that? Two things I need to tell you. D-Fave is a man of many words. If you if you don't know, he, oh, he's a man of many words for real. He 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 talks when you when you get him to talk. Lil Wayne's the fourth best rapper in the world, <laughs> ever. But um, I got you on your Call of Duty, by the way. You you got me. Yeah, all you gotta do is give me the gamer tag. You good? Uh, yeah. I haven't actually haven't played Call of Duty. I've actually you know, kind of uh shifted to PC gaming. For real? Yeah, Jonas has got me on the PC gaming. Now. You on that Pokemon? Pokemon, yeah, uh, the Fortnite you talking about? I was, I'm I don't just, know. I'm just on it. The other thing is, I'd still keep on the sticks though. The other thing is, could Lamar Stegers lock me up? Yes, yes, Lamar. No, 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 no. Yes, I'm, I want to hear from you. Yeah. Could he lock me up? Yes, Lamar Stegers could like. Lamar is a bulldog. Like okay. he, I, I should. I'm gonna every time we like play like. Even pre-game, he does a bit of one-on-one. -on -one. I got slaps on my arms. I got also he'll my... hack me. He'll hack. Okay. He'll hack. I don't know okay. if you're type to call fouls, but you know he's a, he's. A I try to play through it. He's a bulldog. I was like, you know, when we were starting to play one-on-one, -on -one, I was like, kind of hoping I didn't have to go against him because he, <laughs> 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 he he would he just gets he just gets into he he always says one thing: the low man wins, and he's. He's, yeah, that is true. But he, that 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 rule of thumb is true, though. Yeah, and he he's always he's always low. So. Yeah, well, someday we'll find out what happens when Lamar and Tony hook up one on one. But that day isn't soon. All right, Dante, thank you very much. This is a weekly run. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. Bye.